everyone forgot about eating Tide Pods. So we're, they were they actually were very successful. Oh wow, yeah, that is actually really true. I totally forgot about that. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slay. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great, like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, a new Captain Marvel trailer has us powered up to see this movie. <laughs> oh, Chris. i got to get one good pun in before I, we start the show. Uh, we're going to run down several shows on the Disney Plus service. Got, okay. Got some, some talk about that. How many Fox movies are going to be released. Yeah. <laughs> huh? I, that's a question I ask myself every day. And more. Yeah, uh, the the question of the Dark Phoenix is kind of uh, looming out there. I was like, oh. when's the last time I I saw a trailer? And then um, I was kind of uh, scrolling through some news websites this week, and uh, somebody out there decided to make an article like the 10 reasons why nobody like cares about Dark Phoenix, and it's mm-hmm. not even out yet. So I was like, okay, people are thinking about it, but not in the way Fox wants them to think about it. Yeah, well, at this point, I think Fox just doesn't care. Uh, but yeah, we're going to talk about that. I've got, I've got some, some stuff we're going to like, they have a lot of movies we've always just mentioned like once in passing. And then that was uh-huh. it. So we're going to, we're going to see what's, what's going to happen or not going forward. Chris, I, I had a, I had a funny question I wanted to ask you. Oh um, Lord. Uh, I, I know for a fact that, uh, it, local to your area, you have an Apple store, correct? That is correct. So I'm just going to take a wild guess that that Apple store is located inside of like a mall. Okay. Possibly, you're, you're you're working your way through this. Yep. Okay. the 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 best part about basically every Apple store I've ever seen has always been inside of a mall, and the best part about that is the Apple store is the place you bring your Apple products to get fixed. So um, I was I was kind of a tooling around the mall today, and like my favorite sight to see is somebody like just huffing it through the mall, holding like an iMac screen, you know, just carrying around <laughs> a couple grand of technology because the iMac was like. like precision design to like sit on a desk and it's very good at sitting on a desk but like once you have to like lift it and carry it around like everybody just looks really awkward you're just like the one dude walking around like without shopping bags just like i just got this freaking computer i gotta get fixed out of my way why does the apple store have to be like right in the middle of this mall like why can't it be right by a door or something i just find it hilarious it's that damn hinge on the back of these things, Mike. That it's like <laughs> spring loaded, so when you pick it up, it wants to kick out every time. <laughs> yeah, it's just like put me down, put me down. <laughs> so yeah, like I feel like you gotta take the power cord and wrap it around it a couple times just to hold yeah. it all together. Yeah, because uh, it's like you can be a little bit more inconspicuous if you're like bringing in an old MacBook. You know, I know you're bringing it in to get repaired because you brought the weird dangling cord and you didn't bother to put it in a case. But yeah, watching people huff iMacs through the mall is just. It's just one of my little joys in life. And, like, if I, I, I you know, people like to make little um, boutique uh, Twitter and, like, social media accounts. I would love to make one where I just collected pictures of people just trying to sh- schlep their technology. Uh, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so uh, well, send send any photos if you happen to have them the towards best, me. Maybe I'll The best it. part about this analogy is our favorite part of Into the Spider-Verse, Mike. It's <laughs> oh, the yeah. people who carry the commuter 
computer monitors with their towers when they're get taken in to get fixed. Yeah, but the but I guess the funny thing about Apple is the computers in all of the monitors, so you have no choice but to bring the display with you. <laughs> Unlike yep. Spider Verse, yeah, uh, where you can just bring it in a tower. But uh, I mean, we don't talk about tech too much uh, on this show. I mean, it's nerd adjacent for sure. But the Consumer Electronics Show just wrapped up, and I swear, almost every year, like right after CES, Apple announces some sort of event. I haven't I haven't seen it anywhere out there, so I don't know if they're skipping that- this year or maybe pushing it a couple weeks. Apple's event is always in April. Um, that's where they announce the beta iOS software and um, occasionally some some new lighter end products that you don't yeah. use very frequently. But they've uh, they've been promising that a fully customizable like Mac like Mac Tower where you can actually open it up and swap stuff like a real computer. So maybe people will be dumb enough in the future to bring their like three thousand dollar Mac displays along mm-hmm. with their tower and then. Oh man, I'd like to see how they bring that through the mall. <laughs> you want you set up if you could convince a store to set up like a live stream across from the Apple store and just watch the people come in like and and cut out yeah. that footage. I, I don't know about how your mall is laid out, but the best part about the Apple store at my local place is literally if you look if you're in the Apple store looking out right across the way um, is the uh, Microsoft store. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just like a Microsoft employee just like staring down the Apple store like somebody so, come over here. <laughs> so you actually have a Microsoft like location. We just have a kiosk that oh. you have to walk by to get to the Apple store every time. And I'm like, <laughs> I love little, I love your video kiosk. game console, but I, I got to go to the Apple store. I'm sorry. <laughs> there's uh, shiny, nice stuff in there, man. I picked up that that new Apple Pencil. I don't know if they're calling it an Apple Pencil 2 or... I think it's just uh, Apple Pencil. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's slick, man. It feels so nice. Even with that kind of flat edge that's magnetic, ooh, it feels good, man. The, um, uh, the owner of my company, two days after this came out, he had the new iPad Pro in that pencil already. Mm-hmm. Like, and so like, he loves it. He uses it all the time. I was very impressed, but uh, yeah, it seems to be pretty popular. Yeah, but Chris, it's obvious that we're not here to talk about technology. We're here to sure? talk about something much more important. Yes, uh, we. It is my favorite time of year because we get to look forward to the Super Bowl. Um, and I know it's not the Super Bowl; it's the Super Bowl. But we don't really we're not sports people, Mike. Right? That's not mm, our. Forte. I, I wouldn't say so. Yeah, I could tell you um, Indiana's team. And that's really about all I got. The Colts has something to do with horses because I live near the Kentucky Derby now. But um, what we love about that is the commercials, and we always do a commercial, uh, a trailer wrap up afterwards. But we were talking before the show, as usual, uh, because we're fat kids, about the <laughs> snacks of the Super Bowl. And what we want to do is have a superhero snack bowl this year. And um, my idea is to do uh, me and my wife were talking about this. Do the um, what I call the fondue style, the, um, the like a like a fondue style thing where you have like cheese and and chocolates and foods that you can dip and all this stuff. So like little mm-hmm. slices of breads and meats and shrimp cocktail because I love me some shrimp cocktail. Mike, oh the, yeah, they have um, have you ever had spicy cocktail sauce on your shrimp? Like Ooh, the, have you? I I mean, this is going to be very uh very localized to just Indiana folk, but I've had that. That cocktail sauce that's from that what's that famous steakhouse in Indianapolis called? Yeah, uh, I know what you're talking about. I, I don't can't know think the name of, of it, but yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, but um, 
they have this insanely spicy cocktail sauce. And if you look at it, it, it doesn't look any different. Like sometimes if you go to a Mexican restaurant and you see a spicy salsa, it's like volcanic red. And you're like, I know that one's spicy. And there's like no chunks of anything. They parade, they pureeed all the spice into it. But like this cocktail sauce, it just looks like normal. And then you take a dip of it and it's just like, oh, I just ate a whole stem of horseradish. My mouth is on fire. So yes, I've come across those. Yeah. And, and that's exactly the one I'm talking about because that is delicious. Um, so we're talking about that. Um, you you always have the everyone like no one's gonna eat a full meal before watching. Sorry, it. Chris, it is Saint Elmo Steakhouse. There it is. I was there I literally go. just pulled it up as well. <laughs> uh, so I was like Saint Elmo Steakhouse. Uh, you can get that for eleven dollars on eBay right now if you want to. Twelve, uh, <laughs> I think it's a twelve ounce bottle. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but um, you know, talking about because no one wants to eat a full meal during the Super Bowl. You want to sit down and eat something big, and then like you want to snack during this whole thing because it's a long yeah. event. It could be four to six hours, right? It is. It is your permission after kind of coming off your New Year's resolution of probably eating lots of carrots and celery is like you, you got this one day where you're just going to go balls to the wall with snacks. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, people want the snacks. Exactly. So I think that I'm, we're going to do the, the fondue style. Mike, you're still up in the air about what you're doing and what you're going to have. But you know how we're going to alleviate this a little bit? How's we're gonna, that? We're going to ask our beloved super fans and listeners to send in their favorite Super Bowl snacks. Oh, what yeah. What you guys are having. So we can all share our snacks. I'm going to put in um, one of mine here. Um, it, probably a little close. Maybe in this notes or the next notes of what I'm, what I'm going to do. I'll, I'll break it down in the next episode. But, I mean, if you guys have your snacks that you do at the Super Bowl, whether it's like hot dogs in a blanket or whatever, pigs in a blanket, the hot dogs with the croissant rolls or just you want a big bag of Doritos or chips and salsa, whatever, send us your snacks because I want to know what you guys are eating in the Super Bowl. Maybe we'll yeah. add it to our list. Like, yeah, what's the good – my go-to, the thing that I look forward to every year is this buffalo chicken dip, which is basically just a bunch of buffalo sauce, like cream cheese and like shredded chicken, tons of cheese. There's nothing about it is good for you. And like you, the best thing is to eat it with like club crackers, mm-hmm. which – Club crackers, you think, oh, cracker, it might be good for you. Like, club crackers are not good for you. Like, I think they make them with, like, half butter. So it's, like, delicious combination. Um, So that's my go-to for the Super Bowl for sure. But, yeah, we want to know what snacks you guys like to eat because even if you're not a fan of football, uh, like we've talked about on the show, like, last week, we're probably going to see lots of Disney property trailers on there. Uh, We might see a debut for the next Star Wars film where we at least maybe get a title reveal. Uh, we could get another um, Endgame trailer, yeah. probably like a probably like a last like Captain Marvel trailer, just to push people to the theaters one last time. So that trailer could be pretty big, might reveal something to kind of push people over the edge. Um, I mean, Spider Man, we've still been waiting yeah. for that trailer, so we might see that there. So even if you don't like football, you gotta tune in for those trailers. Yeah, exactly, and even if not the trailers, I think was it one for Iron Man three? I remember watching this. They didn't necessarily do a trailer. They did their extended look, and then the trailer was online mm-hmm. um, later. So, I mean, there's there's tons of things that you could see there, uh, and things we may get. Uh, the summer movies may start getting their promotions uh, in there as well. So, there's a lot we could do, and I'm I'm just really kind of kind of excited to see what we get. But I mean, I'm going to be mostly digging the food. Stuff. If no one comes over, I don't care now. I'm going to be eating the food regardless. No, so. know what? I'm going to put a dark horse prediction. We're we're not quite to the Super Bowl just yet, so who knows? But my dark horse prediction is an avatar teaser trailer for James Cameron's next avatar movie. Okay. You know, it might not be a whole lot. It could just be a little teaser, but I think he's just got to, he's got to strike the iron while it's hot 
during mm-hmm. the Super Bowl just to let people, hey, hey, Avatar still exists. He wants a big group of people in their living rooms looking at a TV to all go like, oh, I remember Avatar. Remember when I saw that? Yeah, I saw it in 3D. Oh, we all saw it in 3D. Remember 3D movies? So I think we might see that there, and that's probably what people are going to be talking about for the next like couple of weeks after that. Okay, yeah, I mean, I, that would be interesting. We've not heard any things of it. Um, but I mean, it's uh, it's gonna be interesting. I'm excited to see where we go. But we're gonna do that. Uh, and send us your recipe. That's all I ask. Send us your recipes. Send us what you what you're eating, because I want to know. Because uh, we are fat kids at heart, and we and we love we, our food. We got to know. We got to know. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and make this announcement at the top of the show, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, we are on Spotify. We finally oh, made it. Oh, Chris, thank you. Uh, yeah, I wanted to give a, a shout out to my uh, co-host, captain of the ship, uh, Christopher Dillard here, who worked tirelessly over his weekend to uh, merge all of our audio, all of our podcasts onto a new podcast server. So everything's much more streamlined. We got like dashboards out the wazoo. Uh, we're listed on new servers. So if you, if you if you stay tuned to the end of the podcast, I'm going to read all the, all the places uh, you can listen to the show. But yeah, we're on Spotify, which is great. A lot of people out there love Spotify, addicted to Spotify. You might not even know there's podcasts on Spotify, but if that's your home for audio and you're just like, oh, I, don't, I hate iTunes, but you know, I love Superhero Slate so much, you know, I got to have it just so I can listen to them. Uh, we're on iTunes now, babe. I mean, we're on Spotify now, baby. So there you go. Special thanks to Chris. Shout out. He did all the work. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Uh, we, if you notice any issues with downloading your, your, your podcast, um, I'm going to put out a call, not this week, um, but probably in two weeks for people to go back and listen to our old episodes and make sure those are working. If you want to be a super fan and you've already told everyone you know about the show and you want to extend that status, you, I'm going to have you go listen to some old episodes to make sure they work. Um, <laughs> but we've got, I've got some, I've got some manual hand labor to go through, uh, still, but I mean, I'm really excited to be on, on Spotify. I use Spotify all the time. Uh, we have the Facebook portals at work. I've been telling Mike about, which I don't think are cool at all. But um, <laughs> they have Spotify built into those, so I can listen to my music and now my podcast while I'm, while I'm sitting in my office. So there you go. Um, I think that's just really cool. It was a, it was a really it's a really good experience. So we'll uh, we'll have that link in our show notes for you, or maybe you're already listening to us on Spotify. And if you are for the first time, welcome to the show. We love food and superheroes. But now, let's talk about the other thing we're here for, superheroes, Mike. You ready? Yeah, that's right. Let's jump into the news. So this week, this coming week, this Friday, season two of The Punisher will be landing in your Netflix queues. I mean, Chris, are you you excited? Is there any hype left in you for these Netflix shows? I do have to say, The Punisher has let me down the least out of Mm -hmm. all the shows. So I'm actually pretty excited to watch The Punisher season two. Yeah, I mean, there's no ill will for sure, but I know The Punisher was in production before, like, the flagship series Daredevil got canned. So I would assume that by the the last episode of this season, we might not have anything nicely wrapped up. It could just be something that's just kind of, like, vaguely ending. You know, they probably thought maybe they'd get another season, so... Um, I'm still waiting to see what's going to happen with Jessica Jones. I think maybe that was far enough out to where we get a nice, like, kind of wrap-up, but... Yeah, it's just, it's hard to be hyped for something you know that there's not going to be any more of. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I want to watch it. John Bernthal is is really great as the Punisher. I don't I don't really know about the this white jigsaw mask. I hope that is temporary from the screenshots that I've seen because it just kind of looks like something cheap that the character picked up at like a discount store in New York City. So mm. 
yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, yeah, I'll, I'll watch at least uh, at least one or two episodes before we hop back on the podcast next week. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely I need to figure out how to get in there um, and watch me some Netflix. But I will tell you, the reviews for this show are already landing, Mike. So mm-hmm. I will tell you, um, I don't know if you want me to tell you or not, like the general consensus of, of what the reviews are. Or uh, no. I mean, it, it's coming out soon, so I think you can leave it to yourself. Okay, great. Um, I'm... I'm Needless to say, I, I'm not afraid to watch The Punisher Season 2. Um, and, and even though it might be our last journey with John Bernthal as a Punisher, I am very much excited to see how his journey ends. Uh, and maybe they had some time to clean up the ends knowing that it might be ending. So yeah, this possibly. may be our first show with a full, complete, quote-unquote, ending at the end of it. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, That's coming out Friday on Netflix, so queue up your Netflix on Friday. Uh, call in sick, whatever you need to do to get through that for the weekend if you need to. <laughs> so there's that. The Academy Awards are coming up, Mike. We just looked over when that was coming out. I think it's like February 20th or something like that. Yeah, I think it's the 24th. 24th, okay. Right, yeah. yeah, so the Super Bowl is the third. That would be the 24th. So as some of you may or may not know, the current host they'd hired for, to do the Academy Awards has backed out due to mm-hmm. some previously offensive tweets. I'm seeing a pattern here across <laughs> Uh, the world, but um, the producers are wanting to assemble the Avengers to present various awards over over the evening that week. Yeah, I mean, I don't see why not. The cast of the uh, all of these MCU movies, everybody knows who they are, and unfortunately for the kind of status of the movies that they're in, they're probably not gonna personally win any awards. They're up on screen, so mm-hmm. why not let these like super handsome, like talented, pretty people just kind of run amok at the Oscars, giving awards? Everybody loves them. Everybody's seen their movies. Um, I think that would be fine, but. It is funny that everybody was really worried about who is or isn't going to host the Oscars because really, I mean, the host main job is to just kind of do the monologue at the beginning and maybe one or two times they might pop up and say something funny and usually it's not. Usually it's just the presenters like giving out stuff. So I think they'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And what's really cool, and I just I just looked this up, that it's ABC who is doing the Oscars this year. Um or the Academy Awards, they will be on ABC, mm-hmm. which is owned by Disney. So this would be some some internal, like if if, a, say if Avengers bought Ver- some vertical integration, vertical yeah. integration. Uh, um, so if if the Avengers brought a new special trailer or a look or behind the scenes thing to uh, the I, Academy Awards, I, I didn't even think about that. I think. Once or twice in the past, I remember there was a trailer debut during the Oscars, but I don't think it was anything like crazy that I had to see. So it would be kind of cool, you know, premiere like an endgame trailer there. Well I, well, I don't think so. I think the trailer will be the Super Bowl and then mm-hmm. do a special look or one of those extended commercials or a behind the scenes thing. I think of, uh, didn't, I mean, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had a behind-the-scenes look a couple of years ago for, for Age of Ultron. Um, mm-hmm. And we got to see, like, the Hulkbuster for the first time behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and just talking about the, hyping, the, hyping the movie up for people watching it, just in case. Um, and then also, you know, it wouldn't hurt to have some superhero commercials in, into the Academy Awards to make people maybe start associating the two together, mm-hmm. um, whether that's true or not. But in 2013, um, they did have Chris Evans, Robert Downey Jr., Mark Ruffalo, Jeremy Renner, and Samuel L. Jackson on stage together. Which is pretty cool, um, and to to go back and see that. So uh, maybe they could do that this year if they were wanting some people to come yeah. out and present the awards. Bring them back. It's one of the few times I watch live television in a year. So if I have to sit down and watch the Oscars, yeah, I'd like to see those uh those uh 
superheroes come on out. Yeah, I agree. Let's uh, let's get them in there. I'll I'll, I'll sign whatever petition you want that doesn't really matter <laughs> at the end of the day. Black Panther uh, is currently the best reviewed movie in 2018 according to Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Um, also, I think behind that was Black Klansman. Uh, I forget what the other one was, and then Into the Spider Verse rounded out like the top five. So if you're looking for people who reviewed not necessarily Rotten Tomato scores, but the best reviews overall, mm-hmm. uh, Black Panther was the number one movie for for 2018. <laughs> Man, Hollywood really wants to live and die by those Rotten Tomato scores. Uh, they complain about them whenever they make a movie that the critics hate but the audience loved, and then they put it on front and center on their Blu-ray discs whenever they get a good Rotten Tomato score. So it's hard for me to feel any sympathy for a studio that complains that they got a bad Rotten Tomato rating. So, Yeah, um, and again, this isn't, necess- like I said, this is not related to the Rotten Tomato score, but all, overall, how many good reviews versus bad reviews. I don't, know, I don't know how they do it, but it's not the score that matters. Because some of them, like, otherwise we'd talk about Paddington 2, right? Didn't it have, like, the perfect Ooh, score ever? I love Paddington 2. <laughs> I watched half of the first Paddington the other day on accident. It was just on the TV. I'm like, what uh, is this? It's uh, the best movie of all time. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Mission Impossible Fallout was the other movie, by the way, that, that came in okay. behind, behind that. So um, they've got that going for them. And then they also secured a Writers Guild nomination, a WGA nomination. I don't know what for, but I assume this has to do with the Academy Awards. Yeah, um, that's awesome. I, I love the, the story in Black Panther. That was really great. So good on them. Good for Black Panther. Really yeah. making waves. I'm really curious what they're going to do in the sequel. I hope they just really kind of like blow it out, go crazy, do something unexpected. Um, because I, I, I want to see a good sequel to a good movie. Yeah, and I, 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 feel, I feel confident that we're going to get that. Um, again, I, I've been thinking a lot this weekend about Winter Soldier, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. And I was like... Damn, that's a good movie. That's a good follow up to a, to a first a first movie, you know. Mm. So, so you know, I'm just gonna throw it out there. I'm gonna go crazy. Wakandan Tech, they make a space station. Put them in space. It makes total sense. They got the high, they got the high tech uh, that's organized by a whole society. You know, Tony Stark. You could imagine him putting satellites in the space, but he's just kind of like one company that's mm-hmm. really successful. Like this would be all of Wakanda with all of their vibranium tech and all of their smarts. Put them in space. Maybe Wakanda ends up being the origin of kind of a sword, of shield sword. Maybe there's some sort of joint venture or something up there. But yeah, put that freaking panther in space. You're about <laughs> That's two, what I want to see in the sequel. You're about two years behind the comic books because that is <laughs> one of the big storylines that happened in like 20... I guess really? 17, 20, yeah, really? Wakanda goes to space? Well, that they actually colonized a planet in space years before. Yo! And, and, and that they are, they are, like, they are the... Um, Black Panther is the leader of S.W.O.R.D. So, oh, holy crap. I'm a genius. <laughs> and also, he's up there with Captain Marvel. Ooh. So th- that's, a, that's another thing. Space elevator. I want to see a space elevator. Though, that, I don't know if you're unfamiliar with what a space elevator is, people. It's a theoretical thing that could be built one day on Earth, but, you know, go ahead and make it happen because it's the MCU. But basically, you think about, like, okay, like, skyscrapers can only go so tall. Like, eventually, the amount of material you have to put in them to make sure they don't fall over, it's just uh, stupid. But if you build something tall enough and you technically get it out into orbit, like, the the zero gravity of whatever holds the tower keeps it from falling over. So then you have, like, this elevator, like, straight to space. They talk about, like, carbon nanotubes or whatever being able to pull like the lift of it whatever you could just like have like vibranium cords or something space elevator fight 
Ah, oh, Chris, I'm I already I, thinking I don't about want it. a space elevator. Just put a <laughs> space station up and let them fly up there. They're good. They're good. Um, we'll probably see some actual space stations around Earth, maybe in Captain Marvel? I don't Ooh, know. Ooh, maybe. We'll, we'll see. So, Black Panther, be prepared to hear about more of that in the next, like, two months. And then once the uh, Oscars, then we'll probably wait until... Uh, um, San Diego Comic Con before we hear about Black Panther 2 which will mm-hmm. definitely be in the works are you familiar with Black Panther's quest at all uh, said... is this quest to go to space <laughs> no Black Panther's quest is the Avengers Assemble it's a cartoon show uh, the Avengers mm-hmm. cartoon show this is this season's called Black Panther's quest okay uh, tonight the on the third no it's, uh, it's the 13th yeah today's the 13th damn um, Stan Lee's last animated cameo is to debut um, tonight uh, on, on, on Black Panther's quest so that's sweet um, it, they, uh, it also sounds like tonight's episode is a, a, a flashback to like a, an older Black Panther who was like a, maybe in like the sixties or something doing secret missions. So, um, uh, it might be an interesting episode. I don't know. I haven't really watched any of yeah. it, but you know, there, there is, there is no upside to Stanley passing away, but one thing that will be nice to watch is now that he's like finally finished all of his cameos, he, you know, he's, he's succeeded his career, you know, uh, popping up in all these movies of all these characters he's created. Now somebody out there can really make a fully completed kind of, um, uh, combination and a master edit of all of his cameos and like we can just like sit down and just watch it all at once whenever you feel like you're missing Stanley just go watch um um well I'm not wanna, I want to say like cameo uh coalition coalition edit compilation. master compilation that's the word I'm looking for the Stanley cameo compilation well, it will finally be finished and we can watch it all soon. I, I I expect the, the 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 some sort of short video that you can buy or DVD like the Pixar animated collection <laughs> yeah uh, like the uh, Stanley cameo collection that you can buy that would be really cool because he's kind of cameoed from, you know, in Sony stuff and in Fox stuff. And there could be, like, rights issues, you know, like like he – I'm sure he cameoed in the Hulk. I just don't remember what it was. He uh, be- he, he drank the – which Hulk? The Incredible Hulk? Uh, yeah. He drank the, the, the soda. Um, yeah. But it would be cool if he just took all of his cameos – and just put it on like something and sold it, and then all of the proceeds go to like charity or something like that. Mm-hmm. That'd be that'd be amazing. Let's do that. I'm, and I'm then sure... you could have bonus features of like interviews with him and stuff. Well, oh, I'd so cool. like to see his older cameos because I know he was in like the Hulk TV show, I think, or the Hulk movies. Oh, like, the yeah, old I'd like ones. that. Um, mm-hmm. And like some audio stuff from from uh, before Marvel next before his live action stuff. So um, yeah, I, I'd like to see a Stan, the Stanley collection DVD, uh, set on digital or, or Blu-ray or whatever. I'd probably mm-hmm. pick that up, uh, for all the right reasons, but I don't know how many movies he has going forward. Um, yeah, that's true. Captain we don't know Marvel, what they filmed. Infinite, uh, in-game, probably Spider-Man, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they just plopped him in a room with a green screen. They just said, okay, Stan, say whatever you want. We got these cards. You can say whatever. We're recording every second that you're here. And we're <laughs> hopefully we have 20 cameos just in this afternoon done. They did. Um, I don't know if you've seen this on YouTube or not, but they, they showed all his Ant-Man cameo lines. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like, I don't know, probably seven or eight different lines he did for Ant-Man. Uh, and the wasp, so mm-hmm. you can you can check those out online and see all the different ones he did for that one. Yeah, that's in great. particular. So that was pretty funny because he's he's like referencing drugs or being drunk or something because <laughs> the car disappears in front of him. Uh-huh. So yeah, there's that. We got that. So Black Panther's quest. If you want to check out that episode, should be live after tonight. Captain Marvel surprised us. We thought we were just getting a little commercial last Monday for mm-hmm. Captain Marvel. We ended up getting a whole trailer. I'm calling this a whole yeah. trailer. Special look or not, it's some 90 seconds of brand new Captain Marvel footage all around. Mm-hmm. And um, I've got to say, this actually has me more excited than the first trailer we saw 
uh, overall because I think Carol has more personality in this. Um, we get to see the scroll shape shift like I've been asking mm-hmm. for for months. <laughs> and um, it, it seems to be the action's going to be pretty pretty through the roof. And Samuel yeah. L. Jackson always looks good. So. Yeah, we got a little bit more attitude uh, from Samuel L. Jackson and Captain Marvel in this trailer. The only thing that the, all of these trailers haven't sold me on yet is any scene that Jude Law's in. Like, mm-hmm. none of them look very entertaining. I, I, of course, it's just a trailer. There's so much more to see. But they're just, like, usually in, like, these space pajamas. And they're just kind of, like, doing, like, karate flips and stuff. And I'm just like, this just looks like the most boring part of the movie. Take me back to the CG Sam Jackson, please. You know, You know why they're doing that? Why? Because they want us to think he's Captain Marvel, but he's not Captain Marvel. He's a character called Yon Rog, who was the enemy of Captain Marvel. And they're not trying to. They're trying to tell us who he. They're not letting us know who he is yet. So we do, we don't think he's a good guy. The well, whole time. if you if you listen to this show, we told you a while ago through uh, some sort of toy leak. Probably oh, the pop exactly vinyl I already own. Actually, it's already out in store, <laughs> so it's not a secret like anymore. I, it's like I already got it. For, already taking pictures at every angle. <laughs> not, not yet, but I will if you want me to. But I have I have that I have the, that one over here. Um, yeah, I want to see but, the cat. I want to see what the cat does. Uh, I'm very excited to see this alien cat. <laughs> yeah, I see these reports of like it's not just a cat. So I don't know if, if this cat is just going to be like Deus Ex Machina, like show up out of nowhere and it's got like tendrils that come out of it and save Captain Marvel in a he, pitch. He, he's a flurgan. I'm excited to see. I'm excited. I don't, there's so much about this movie I don't know, and mm. I think they're the these trailers are just fucking with us, they're messing with us so hard again. And I'm like, oh, I want to see this. <laughs> The, the nice thing is after we see this movie, it's not going to be that much longer until we get to see Endgame, which uh-huh. is going to be nice. Uh, I think – I don't really remember, but it might even be a shorter window from what we had between um, uh, Black Panther It, it is. And, it's, all, it's a yeah. month shorter because it's March to actually – the first week of March to the last weekend of April uh, mm-hmm. right now, which is less than two months. My concern about Captain Marvel, Mike, is this, is she is – Positioned to be the end all be all most powerful character in the Marvel universe right now. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to have to take away some of her powers and abilities by the end of this movie or by the end of Endgame, or she's just going to be the person you call when you have any issues. You're like, yeah. hey, show up and blast them once and we're good. Yeah, I guess it just depends on how they want to, like, this is this is super nerdy, but this is what we like to do on this podcast. I think it really just goes to how strong are these photon blasts? Because if you think about it, like, she's, I'm, I don't know particularly if she's got a lot of superhuman strength. Uh, we see her flying in the trailer. Uh, we see her doing photon blasts. I haven't seen her technically pick up a tank and throw it, you know, like Wonder Woman would. Um, so I don't know if there's, like, a super strength uh, component there. But if you think about it, the the skill sets that we've seen in the trailer is not too far removed from basically what Iron Man does, like blasts from mm-hmm. his hands and flies around too. So I could kind of see her like being a similar tool like we what we see from Iron Man, which very well could possibly die in Endgame mm-hmm. or like officially retire and just go uh, live on an island with Pepper Potts. Who knows? Um, so yeah, there's a chance that a photon blast from Captain Marvel, you know, might just kind of like make Thor kind of like knock back yeah. or something like that. Or if we bring in like Dragon Ball Z rules, like the more energy, more focus she puts into it, the blast could be bigger and make a bigger damage. Or if she's just like, you know, if she's like weak, maybe the photon blast isn't that strong. So well, I we, think there's ways they could basically nerf her to kind of fit her into, well, you know, the team. Let's hope so, because at the end of this special, like, she is literally blowing up spaceships with like one blast from her hand. So mm-hmm. we've got to see what, what we got to see what her power levels are and what she can and can't do. Mm-hmm. But that's my only concern with her. I mean, I just want to put that out there. Like, I don't want to, I don't want, um, like we've talked about, you know, how like, you, you use a Dragon Ball reference. Uh, Goku's mm-hmm. the most powerful person ever, always. I don't want her to just be the most powerful person 
always. Like, we got to get our <laughs> we got to get our scouters out back from when we were in middle school and put those on while we watched the movie. Middle school got power I got level like three over there. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, tickets are now available for Captain Marvel and is blowing like blowing things out of the water in terms of like sales. So. Um, if you want to go get your tickets two months early, go get them. I got mine. I was the first one in that theater. You better believe it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got to pick up mine here soon. Um, yeah, I got to get them. Is your, does your theater selling them yet? Yeah, they actually were because uh, the theater that I usually go to waited until like the last minute to put Aquaman tickets on sale. I don't know what was going on there. I don't know if it was like an Amazon Prime like closure window or something like that. But yeah, Captain Marvel was up, ready, ready to go. So... Uh, yeah, got to hop on that. Yep. Um, and with those ticket sales, they're looking at upwards of $160 million opening weekend, 140 to $160 million, uh, off these ticket sales, pre-early ticket sales. And it would be, the th- if it makes this much, when the 140 to 160 it would be the third highest opening Marvel movie ever. Um, do you know what two would beat this? Just off the top of your head. Uh, I'm, uh, maybe the first Avengers and Black Panther? That is correct. Guess? You are correct. Hey, I, look at that. Pull, pulling that one right off the top of your head there. <laughs> so um, if if it does that, um, that would be huge. And I think Endgame might have a chance to to top that as well. Uh, uh, the Endgame, that's going to be that's gonna be a whole other monster. <laughs> yeah, so um, so if you're you know going to get your tickets, get them now while you can. They're probably opening. There, I think some theaters were adding more screenings because the tickets were selling so fast. Mm. Um, so I'm very excited. They have some fan events I'm not going to because I wanted my reserve seating to hell with, you know, getting a coin and, and wait in line for three hours. I'm going to <laughs> walk in and get my seat. Um, but on the, the flip side of all this, avoid any Samuel L. Jackson reviews up until you watch this movie because <laughs> he is, again, in his 70s, so either he's a very confused old man has filmed too many Marvel movies, or he's dropping spoilers left and right. I don't he know. He just which doesn't one care. I think once he gets to a certain age and you have that much money, you don't even have to have that much money. Actually, just when you get to a certain age, you just don't care anymore about the young whippersnappers and what they what they're doing. You're just like, I'm Samuel Jackson. I have like the most money earned per films I've been in than anybody mm-hmm. else. Uh, go to hell. I'm going to say whatever I want. <laughs> and um, in that regard, I think his contract is also up with Captain Marvel as well. So, oh, <laughs> um, we may see, but he says he wants to keep he wants to keep re, uh, doing the movie. So we may oh, yeah, see more Samuel it. Jackson. Um, I mean, if they see Jam for this whole movie, I'm excited to see what he looks like and uh-huh. and see some young Nick Fury and some young Coulson. Um, I did learn uh, Phil Coulson, uh, Clark Gregg, will be at C2E2 this year. Uh, uh, I may try I to love, get my picture with him. I love that guy. He's so cool. And it is the first Comic Con appearance ever of Paul Rudd at C2E2 this year as well. Oh, Paul Rudd. Uh, two uh, two funny cameos from Paul Rudd if you people want to go out there. Uh, there's a show, I think it's up on Hulu now, it's called Travel Man. It's, uh, it's hosted by, I can't think of his name, but he's a... Uh, he's, uh, uh, on the IT crowd, Chris. I don't know if you've ever seen the IT crowd. <laughs> I live that movie, Mike, yeah. or that show. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, but uh, the the character that's not Chris O'Dowd, basically, mm-hmm. uh, he basically oh, just R- Richard Ayoade. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, he travels uh, uh, to cities for 48 hours, and he brings, uh, like, a celebrity companion with him. And there's an episode, I believe, where he goes to Helsinki, and he brings Paul Rudd with him, which is just great because they're both a delight. Um, so you can get some Paul Rudd cameo there. And Paul Rudd also makes a cameo. I think I may have mentioned this on the show. He makes a cameo in Bumping Mics on Netflix, too. Yeah, so, yeah you uh, did. I, I get all the Paul Rudd I want. I love that guy. 
I um also so the C two E two thing they're doing a clueless reunion there. They have like all four main oh, characters from Clueless okay. there. Um, but I think uh, one of my favorite—it's not favorite, but like one of my most memorable ones—is Paul Rudd in uh, Reno Nine One One Miami, the movie for Reno Nine One One. Oh, is he in that? <laughs> yeah, he plays like the Scarface character who's always oh, like. Oh, it's stu- been a while since I've seen that movie. <laughs> but he's he's in it like playing like the Scarface character, and then they they get him trapped behind some guns. He's like, no, no, I'm just a regular dude. Like I don't I don't know what I'm doing here. Kind of thing. <laughs> uh, it, it's pretty funny. And then uh, Pat Oswalt comes around the corner and shoots him. So oh, okay. <laughs> it, it's that that show is very stupid. That movie is very stupid, but it's just one of those things. Like, yeah, it's all right. So, um, yeah. So, uh, and, yeah, it's Captain Marvel. But we're talking Avengers Endgame because if I wanted to see Paul Rudd before Avengers Endgame, maybe sneak in some. Hey, tell me a little bit, wink, wink, because he's Ant Man about mm-hmm. Endgame. He probably won't tell me, but I, I might try to ask him. Um, but the marketing for Endgame may only show footage from the first twenty minutes of the movie. How bold would that be? Uh, praise Feige. That's what I want. I don't want anything spoiled. Uh, if you look at the trailers for um, Infinity War, uh, all of the trailers, you'll see set pieces throughout the whole film. Obviously, we didn't really know uh, who was going to end up where and what the order was going to be, but we totally saw that Wakandan battle in the trailer. We saw mm-hmm. shots that didn't make it into the movie, but we knew that there was going to be a big battle fought there. We, we saw pretty much, I think, every set piece at some point in time. Uh, maybe not so much some of the stuff we saw in space, but we did see them on Titan. So I love that they're going to hold back even more for Endgame. Um, yeah, this is surprisingly one of those movies you do not need to advertise or show trailers for to get people to buy tickets, but we, we want it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think for for this, it's like more of like the people just reminder, you just saw an Avengers movie, but... There's another Avengers movie a year later. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, yeah, if they're trying to hide the time travel fact, you can't show any of that stuff because people are going to instantly you, know what's going you on. You could if you're like, hey, remember these classic Marvel movies from the past 10 years? Mm-hmm. They've all been leading up to this. And they're like, oh, it's like a montage. We're not using this footage. Then you find out it is the footage from the movies that they're putting <laughs> um, But I don't want to know anything going into this. I tell you, there are, there are parts in Infinity War... I was truly shocked and surprised at because mm-hmm. we didn't know anything, and I love those moments. I I, I live in those moments. Yeah, um, like when uh, I like the Red Skull reveal. Yes, exactly. Not a lot of not a lot of people talk about that anymore. But that was literally something that we just didn't know it was going to happen. It's like, oh shit, that's Red Skull. The Red Skull, <laughs> and then also literally t- t- three minutes later, Gamora is killed. Like, oh yeah, how like you hide like one of your biggest stars right now you killed her off in your first movie like mm-hmm. uh first avengers movie with her so i was like oh dang um yeah and, and thor getting his eye back was a, was another big thing we didn't mm-hmm. know about but yeah so there's a lot of, i don't want to know going into this so i'm hopefully using this 20 minutes they can hide spoilers and events until the debut of this movie worldwide uh, mm-hmm. so um april is going to be a pretty much an internet dark month for us except for like <laughs> what we can so uh-huh. i'm very excited uh, Kevin Feige also confirmed that the title Endgame has been in place since before the production of the movie. So that is why Doctor Strange says we're in the Endgame now um, in, in the first movie. So, Yeah, shout you know. out to our uh, our super fans out there on Twitter who, uh, who forwarded us the uh, MTV um, interviewer who uh, got... Mm-hmm 
who caught Kevin Feige at the Golden Globes. Uh, I don't remember who that guy was from MTV. I think somebody tweeted his name towards me, but he had some stellar questions for Feige. He like knew exactly what he was doing. I knew that person holding the microphone up to him was a nerd that loved these films because he just wasn't asking like the normal bland questions. He was like getting in there. He was like trying to be precise and get stuff out of him. Yeah, and that's cool. And also, um, our friend on Twitter, his name is Chris, by the way. So, thank you, Chris, if you're listening to the show. I don't know if you listen or you just tag us on Twitter. Either way, I appreciate all you do. Um, so, I think that's cool that the title's been there. Again, it's not a, a huge reveal or, like, I'm not let down, but I'm not, like, excited. Like, it doesn't give anything away in this movie yeah. either. Basically, so. them knowing the title ahead of time, let them drop it through uh, uh that's why dr strange said it so and then they they do say in game in age of ultron but there's a chance that that could have just been a coincidence actually i think uh, yeah if not yeah. It's, it's a very nice coincidence or like a not like like we call them the retro easter eggs we talked about where like in iron man 2 they say that spider-man at the stark expo kind of thing so yeah i think people like to retroactively put a lot of things on movies yeah. like people people love doing kind of like those in-depth analysis of of classic films and stuff like oh well you'll see the director here frame the shot so we have this in the background and you can really see the tension that this is bringing to the film it's just like in actuality he just probably just lo- like just like the lighting in that scene and there just happened to be something in the background. So, or wasn't even was, the director? It was just the, the director of photography or the cinematographer just like happened yeah. to do it just right. So, yeah, that was like the B squad, and the director was eating a sandwich that day, and you're you're putting all this extra onus on him. Yeah, <laughs> happy accidents, man. Happy yeah. accidents. Uh, also, um, I've been I always get like the upcoming comic releases for the year. Like I think they do them like three to four months in advance. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, we talked about the Black Knight movie last week, and mm-hmm. in April. There are two reprints of Dane Whitman, the Black Knight stories coming out the same time Endgame is. Oh, okay. So the first Black Knight comic is actually called Endgame, and that's the first comic where he becomes an Avenger. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah, so these are the True Believers comics are direct reprints of these initial books. They sell them for a dollar. So, like, that's really cool. I hope he. Uh, I hope you know he might not stay in in like a suit of armor if he if they bring him into the future. But I hope at some point we get to see that because I've been playing a lot of Bloodborne, so I'm like really down with kind of like this Victorian like armor set type yeah. of stuff and and like leather and buckles. So I'd love to see some of that in the MCU. Mike's going through his goth phase right now. And you'll <laughs> see him currently shopping at Hot Topic on the weekends. Um, but no, I mean I think so. But I also I think the Black Knight may give them an opportunity if they wanted to do. A medieval story like maybe there's some time travel or some like however this heritage is passed down like do half in the medieval times with merlin and half in like the current like world and like that mm-hmm. that'd be pretty interesting because they've never done anything yeah and that i mean well, and that is a struggle when it comes to just uh, superheroes in general like where do their powers come from how mm-hmm. long are we going to take in our script to convince the audience that somebody with superpowers is believable and if this somebody is just like oh well it's a it's a magic that's been like kind of like passed down from like lineage to lineage to lineage so we've just kind of seen it pass through that would be kind of cool you know you could see like black knight like talking to like tony stark or somebody be like oh how'd you get this like oh you know it's a family thing yeah. you know <laughs> so yeah that'd be kind of cool yeah watery tarts uh throwing swords out you know that's an establishment for powers these days no i'm kidding um <laughs> but there's like what kidding king arthur's court or whatever it is coming out this oh month god that trailer that look that movie that is definitely a movie for kids because they, i 
pretty yeah. much laugh every time I see that. They got trailer. Patrick Stewart in it, man. They're they're going all out. You know, as 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 sophisticated as we all believe Patrick Stewart is, and we all love him, he does not pick films that make him look sophisticated. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. You see him in Logan. That was not a good look for him. At all. I mean, did you see him in the Emoji movie? He was a piece of poop. I did not watch that, <laughs> so no. Um, but also, the other comic is um, uh, just a Black Knight story in and of itself that, that's not called Endgame. So um, there's a couple books coming out that are interestingly tied into the Black Knight, and usually they probably pick these based on things that are going to be announced or revealed. Who knows? We'll we'll keep that we'll keep that in the back of our minds for now. All right. But what I want to see. I want pictures of Spider-Man, Mike. Can you get me pictures of Spider-Man? <laughs> uh, I wish I could. Uh, all right. How about a trailer for Spider-Man? Can you get me one of those? Uh, maybe January 15th? January 15th. <laughs> that is Tuesday morning. We are going to know within 24 hours whether this is new or true or not, but several mm. repeat like good sources have stated that this will be the 15th for this yep. trailer. All I, all, I, all I have to say is just get ready for the memes of people going like, well, I guess Spider-Man's not dead. I guess he didn't fade the dust. Yeah, or he, he does feel very good, or whatever the opposite of not feeling good is. Or I just want more pictures of, um, what's his name, like I said there, um, wanting pictures of Spider-Man. Um, J. Jonah oh, Jameson. J. Jonah Jameson. I feel like J. Jonah Jameson, if he is in this movie, it'll be like a the last trailer reveal or something like that. Uh-huh. What, uh, I also oh, I forgot about this. Um, Nick Fury is in Far From Home. So Samuel Jackson will be here. So he's extending his contract even farther, I guess. So interesting. Anyway, um, since it's been a month since the Brazil uh, Common Con footage debut, mm-hmm. I'm hoping we get something different, a, a little, a little more than that description, so we can, you know, say see a little bit more than we got there. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I've not seen that footage. No one has leaked it that I know of. But um, if it's going to reveal, I don't want a shot for shot thing that they showed there, and then it lines up with the recaps. I just think that'd be kind of lazy. So mm-hmm. um, give us something good. I want to see this footage, Mike. I want to see Mysterio. Action. Yes. So that's a, that's a big that's a big question mark on our thing there. So I'm I'm excited to see that. Into the Spider Verse. My wife watched Into the Spider Verse while we were recording last week's episode. By the way, I found this out. Mm-hmm. Loved it. She loved <sighs> it. Yes, love it. She 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 cried during it. She said, and, "Oh, awesome!" And then her sister watched it, and I think she said she cried as well during it. So <laughs> um, they, I cried for different reasons because it was so beautiful, and I wish uh, I could be in the movie. <laughs> yeah, it is uh, a great movie. Uh, if you have not seen it, watch it. And if that does, if we don't, you don't believe us. The Golden Globes gave it the Best Animated Film Award last weekend as well. Congratulations! I really hope it nabs the Oscar. The big question for it right now is. Uh, I believe there's only ever been three animated movies to be nominated for Best Picture. Uh, one was Toy Story 3, uh, and I can't remember the... Oh, okay, Beauty and the Beast, and up. Toy Story 3, oh, okay, and Up. So those are the only three films that have ever been nominated. So it is a big deal. Of course, Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse is going to be nominated at, for an Oscar for Best Animated Film, and I hope it wins it because it deserves it. Uh, but if it gets nominated for best animated for best film overall, that would be great. That would be huge. That's what I'm looking for. I don't think it'll win that top tier category. It's going up against things like Roma, like super art house, black and white, you know, films yeah. like that. Uh, but yeah, I love Spider Verse. I almost saw it again today. If the if the show times would have been a little different, and oh, I love that film, man. It's so good. It's a good movie. And whether, like I said, just like Black Panther, even if it doesn't win, and I don't think Black Panther is going to win against some indie movie that has like you know five people saw it in theaters 
Mm-hmm. But to have the cultural and the money behind these two movies, like the phenomenon these two movies have created, and just mm-hmm. be nominated and in there would add so much more to legitimizing it to a lot of people. So mm-hmm. um, I would I would love to see them both nominated. I know they probably won't win, but nominations still matter in the long run. Black Widow, the movie that we think is going to be our May release for 2020, rumors point that discussion when they were making this movie or, or planning it out would have made it the first R-rated Marvel film uh, when they were early like, like early talks about this movie, Mike. Um, however, I don't think so. <laughs> um, <laughs> this would have been great if Guardians 3 was leading off the summer and um, Black Widow was like in the middle or at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But with Guardians 3 off the table and only two movies in 2020, Black Widow being an R-rated movie would not do very well. And I think with not just Disney, but like having little girls have a, like a superhero to look up to other than Captain Marvel would really limit this movie if it was R rated. Yeah, there's lots of lots of questions uh, around that. Uh, I would welcome uh, a rated R MCU film. I don't think it's going to happen. But if it was going to happen, I feel like it kind of probably would be like a one-off movie, kind of like that, you know, just kind of like slotted in there, make it rated R. It wouldn't be like Guardians 3 would be right. rated R. That would just, you know, the, the trilogy's already like been like PG-13. Uh, I would think, it, you know, if they want to make rated R stuff for the Marvel Universe, it seems like something that they might want to put on like Hulu, like make it a mm-hmm. series or something like that because kind of that's where they want to put their more adult content over on Hulu. But yeah, Disney is a... They, is the family friendly joint. So I, yeah, I, I would say that this is a uh, definitely a rumor. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it was like rumors where they discussed it, but I'm pretty sure it won't be now because once they lost James Gunn, everything kind of got shuffled, probably shuffled really fast. And yeah. they were like, what do we, <laughs> we, we got to do this. We got to fix it. I, I'm just thinking like in the worst ways possible, like what is it rated R so we can like see her hysterectomy or something like that. Nobody wants that well, on screen. I, I don't think, I mean, I think it's just, I mean, she is a, a an assassin. And a, and a spy. Yeah, I mean that would be cool. I'd love to see some brutal kills from uh from uh, it's, especially uh, from Widow. before her time with the, like, that red in her ledger. We might see that red in her ledger, man. That's mm-hmm. what I would want to see. Yeah. However, I would say just push the just push that PG thirteen rating as far as you can until you get to the rated R. Then just cut out some bits and see if you can get it down to thirteen. You know, or just pay pay off the the people who review it. And be like, here's some money, make it PG thirteen because there are yeah. no hard and fast rules on what ratings are. Yeah, there you go. Um, but I could see another character continuing the rated R later on, and we'll talk about this here in a couple okay. of minutes. All right. Now let's shift to Disney Plus because we're in the year of Disney Plus, Mike. We are no longer have to say next year. This year. Yeah, we we we're not using that Zodiac calendar of Year of the Dragon. It's the Year of Disney Plus. Year of Disney Plus, and one of the shows that is confirmed is the Loki television show mm-hmm. on Disney Plus. Uh, and people may be disappointed to hear this, but I'm very kind of intrigued. But rumor points to Tom Hiddleston not being the main actor, but more of the narrator in the bookends for every episode, who was retelling events from his past and his childhood like adventures he went on beforehand. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> I know you wouldn't like that, but there's very much a precedent of this in the comics. There was a Kid Loki arc um, three or four uh-huh. years ago, and it was actually pretty cool. 
to be well, honest. I, I think that's fine in, in, in a comic book realm because really when you're looking at comic books, your stars are your writers and your and your illustrators. So yeah, they can you know make whatever they want, but like you want Tom Hiddleston. Like this is premium Disney Plus content, Loki show. My wife is in love with Tom Hiddleston. She would be so upset if this Disney streaming service is like, we got the new Loki show and you're just going to get a little bit of Tom Hiddleston. I, 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 am, I would be upset if that's what... I'm not saying it couldn't be good. Like, this can't be a good show. I'm sure they'll hire, like, a great teenage or kid actor that's amazing. But, like, people want Hiddleston. That's what they want. Well, I know that, but I don't I don't think they're going to get him. And I think, I don't think, whatever they told him, they were like, they're not going to get him to do a TV show, hour-long TV show, whatever, however long this limited series is. We don't know much details. But I think this is probably going to be the way to do that, to, to do that. And if they want to pick up, another, like, if the feedback is we want more Tom Hiddleston, the next season, they could probably do it again. However, they want to do it, but I think the best this is com- the, way the it's best go. comp. Yeah, the best compromise I have is uh, nix the narration so much, but maybe like do the thing like if you've ever watched like um, you know the first couple seasons of Arrow, they do that thing where they jump from the the past to the future and stuff yeah. like that. Maybe just like have like the the future stuff. Maybe just be like a quarter of every episode and like three quarters of it is him as a kid. So you still do get Tom Hiddleston and he's still moving the plot forward, but maybe you only need him for like a month of filming you know, instead of like, you know, half of a well, year or something like that. That's what I kind of meant as, as a narrator. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever seen like... um like a Shane Black film or something like that, where they jump back and forth between that. But he's also, he provides voice for narration when needed. Um, but uh-huh. yes, like he's still in it, but like, it's very, it's not the whole episode. It's just Tom Hiddleston. Like he's like, maybe something he's done in his past has led him to wherever he is in that moment. Uh-huh. Um, it could also do one of those things like where it flash cuts to him being choked by Thanos right before he dies. And he's like, you're probably wondering how I got here. Let me go back <laughs> and tell you. Um, uh. That'd be, that'd be funny. They'll not do that, but that would be pretty funny. Vision and Scarlet Witch is another um, show. This one's probably, as far as I know, moving far the farthest along, if not the second, with the Fal- is it Falcon and Bucky who have a writer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jack Schaefer, uh, she wrote Captain Marvel, will all be the showrunner and write episodes of Vision and Scarlet Witch as well. Hell yeah, that's awesome. So uh, if Captain Marvel goes well, which it looks like it's going to, um, this show is in good hands. Um, very much so. And I don't think this one will be much on flashbacks, Mike. I think this will, we'll see some, some, maybe some, maybe some, uh, I don't know, some European romping around the nations kind of thing, or I don't know. I European don't... on my boots. Sorry. I just had to throw that in there. Jesus Christ. <sighs> just got to bring the, just got to bring the class of the podcast down a little bit. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for lowering the bar <laughs> we got here. But... We're on Spotify now, baby. <sighs> I'm sorry for everyone. Everyone, I'm sorry for, on his behalf. Uh-huh. Um, so, yep, they got a writer and a showrunner now. I think that's the most we have for any show. So we might see that one first. That may that may be this year, maybe. Knock on wood. That could be a launch show if they want to. Um, Lady Sif is rumored to get her own show on there as well. They may, like, may be in development right now. Um, not confirmed, not announced. But we did not see Jamie Alexander return as Sif in Ragnarok. So she's not dead. Um, any of those people could definitely be brought back after in-game. We don't know anything about that. But this limited series uh, is, is re- rumored to be in development for the Disney Plus streaming service. Um, I don't see any problem with this. Do you? 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know if maybe they want to, like, fold her into the Loki show at all, because it is called all, kind of all Asgardian, or, you know, we have had that open question of, like, what happened to Asgard now that all of these uh, people have left. Maybe she kind of um, is the people that, you know, she's the person that kind of leads them forward. Uh, Jamie Alexander, um, right now, she's on, like, a, a network drama called Blindspot that has, like, you know, a full order, hour-long drama, like, 23 episodes a year so she is busy with like another tv show so i don't know maybe blind spot is wrapping up uh, my wife watches that show i think they're like in season four right now so you know they could possibly be hitting their uh, wall soon and maybe she's looking for more work but uh you know i'm sure she loves playing sif and you know these plus shows i'm sure they're going to be short run shows so uh yeah, yeah i could totally see this happening they've, they've all been called limited series at some point so i think i agree oh. with you i think i mean they could be anywhere between four to eight to maybe up to 13 yeah. episodes. And she she deserves something. We didn't get a chance to see her in Ragnarok. So, uh, we 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 need to wrap up we need to wrap her up or at least see her again at some point in time. Yeah. I think that's only fair. Yeah, and this could be maybe the um the the follow-up to the Loki show, like in between production seasons, like yeah, they, they keep going with Asgardians. Maybe that's a that's a way to, to look at it. I don't know. I like to see a Korg episode a Korg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's in some of these. I don't know. We'll see. The Fox merger, Mike, this deal is expected to close in early March Mm -hmm. for all the investors. It is not closed yet. Um, But you know what that means, right? What if it closes in March? What's that mean, Chris? We have two months before all these shows and movies have to be in production or they're done. (laughs) So all non-production movies, movies that are not production, uh, will be scrapped, including Gambit. Mm-hmm. I know you're very excited about this. <laughs> uh, Silver Surfer that we, we've talked about briefly in passing. Mm-hmm. The Kitty Pride movie, uh, so you won't get to see her have some alien baby. Uh, <laughs> Dang. Multiple Man with James Franco. Oh, yeah. Movie. I forgot about that. Uh, and the Doctor Doom movie from whoever, I forget what the guy who did a movie is doing Doctor Doom. So Yeah, uh, Doctor Doom is something that I kind of hope does go forward with the same creator because that was going to be the guy who did... Um, uh, who did Fargo and um, Legion. Legion. I think yeah. I, I was going to say it was Noah Hawley, but I could not remember it. But I mean, That might be his name. I don't remember. I, I uh, think because I was reading an article on Legion um, season three but, might be his last season. But, yeah. but that guy is super talented, so I would love to fold him officially into the MCU. So, uh, you know, maybe he'll, you know, really play nice with Kevin Feige and the people over there. Uh, yeah, really bring out an awesome Doctor Doom. So hopefully that still goes forward. But all that other stuff, yeah, we can, uh, we can wipe that clean please <laughs> yeah so um yeah so that's fine with me like even if dr doom scrapped and then it comes under marvel's banner and they end up mm-hmm. doing a fantastic front introducing him the long way around i would still i would love to see their versions but mm-hmm. um those can be done x-force is still possible but it has to get done in two months or started production in two months mm-hmm. um and i don't i don't think it will meet that that time constraint to be honest um but they did say this 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 report that ryan reynolds will remain as deadpool in the marvel universe once everything's transferred over deadpool will still remain its own little thing with ryan reynolds so yeah that would be the r-rated movie disney puts out would be deadpool 3 yeah i mean uh i i I can't imagine that we're going to be seeing the deadpool movies 
on the Disney Plus streaming service because all the indications we've seen is that it's going to be a family friendly. So, you know, like we said, maybe we get to see the Deadpool movies on Hulu. That get, adds more clout to people wanting to subscribe to Hulu. Hey, this is where you can watch your Deadpool movies. So, uh, yeah, they're just so lucky that Deadpool is just the type of character that can just be omnipresent and exist wherever he needs to exist. Yeah, it, and, and he makes money wherever he is. That's the best part. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to be... Um, yeah, if you change it, people are going to be more upset than enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. And Disney's like, yeah, you know, we, we don't have to put you on our streaming service. We can put you on our Hulu or whatever app we have mm-hmm. going forward. So, um, New Mutants uh, reportedly hasn't started the reshoots they plan, but will it's still reported to be the last... Fox Men release uh, of all time ever. So oh, man, this th- these last two Fox movies, they're going to be so weird. I don't know if they're just going to be like time capsule films of just like of the last era of Fox and what they were able to put out or if I don't know, maybe Feige is just the master producer that we all assume that he is and they're just like, "Hey, you know, Feige, you want to show up in the editing room, watch our early cut and see if maybe you can fold this into the MCU?" <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, if anybody could do it, it could be him. We'll, we'll find out. So, I think these reshoots haven't started because they're waiting for Feige to give feedback on the reshoots. Oh, um, okay. Um, so they could be like, "This is now a Disney production and we can fix this real fast." Mm-hmm. Um, However, Dark Phoenix, the budget for this has ballooned to over $200 million with all their expensive reshoots. So that means wow. this will hit theaters, but it will probably most likely be what we consider a box office bomb. Now, oh, will man. it be as atrocious as, like, say, Fantastic Four in 2015 was? No, because that'll probably break even for us, but that doesn't include all the marketing and all the other costs they've had to inherit because um, there are diehard X-Men fans who have seen every X-Men movie and will continue to go watch X-Men movies because they're not into this like we are. And the average moviegoer has seen X-Men the longest, and I feel like they might be like, oh, it's an X-Men movie, let's go see it. And drive up some ticket sales without yeah. actually well, knowing the backstory of this movie. I mean, I'm sort of surprised. You know, I you know, I, I checked really quick because I wanted to see how X-Men Apocalypse did worldwide. Hey, I did the so, same thing right before yeah, this. And, yeah, so, I mean, it's sitting at about $550 million overall. It did, of course, the lion's share uh, overseas. So um, I think it could possibly be a domestic bomb for sure because domestically mm-hmm. X-Men Apocalypse didn't even come close to its uh, budget. So we'd have to just see if the international audience just doesn't care about the X-Men anymore or maybe they're all on board. Uh, who knows? Yeah, I, that's exactly what I was looking at. Um, was I actually went to look at it. I'm like, was Apocalypse a bomb? Like, critically, it was. It sucked. Uh-huh. Domestically, it sucked. But these international markets are bringing like, more life into these movies than should be possible. But maybe they don't have the... Maybe what they're getting on a regular basis sucks compared to what we're getting. So maybe they don't have that high bar to hold things against. Mm-hmm. And that might tie into our next topic, Venom 2. Uh, <laughs> um, so we have some good news about Venom 2, Mike. I will give you the good news. Okay, All please. Right? Because only one of the previous three writers is returning, and okay. she actually wrote Saving Mr. Banks and some other good movies. Okay. So she will write the script. Kelly Marshall will write the script. And so she's got some good good news and good weight behind her. Ruben Flesher will not return as the director because he's working on Zombieland 2. 
Okay, I'm fine so, with that. I do like the idea that one this could be one person's vision of what the story is. I'm sure they'll bring in other people, you know, for rewrites and touch-ups like they do with all films. But I do like how it is just starting with one person. That's a good start. Who can keep the cons- like the continuity the same? Like they're not mm-hmm. like ripping it out and starting fresh. Um, and again, like I said, Saving Mr. Banks is a pretty good movie. So I'm like, she can do good stuff. Um, and Ruben Flesher not coming in as a director, like he can't be. I guess apologetic for all this stuff. Like they'll have a new uh-huh. director and maybe who has listened to all the feedback and like, I can't make the same mistakes this guy made. Uh-huh. Um, and now that they know Venom made money, maybe they can invest some of that money back into these action sequences in this movie. Oh, yeah. Because again, I, when I, when they made Venom, they were probably like, this is not going to do as awesome as it's doing. So let's just, like, roll that budget back a little bit and just show Venom a couple times. Yeah. You know, usually um, I don't... I don't, you know, watch uh, the honest trailers on YouTube to kind of, you know, get like really uh, concise an- uh, analysis of a film. It's just there to be fun. But if you watch the honest trailer on YouTube, Screen Junkies for for the first Venom, there's this hilarious repeat offense that they do, where like every action scene drives by the Rialto Theater, like <laughs> in San Francisco, like all of the time. So it's just like every scene, Rialto Theater in the background, in the background, in the background, different scenes, different. different set pieces so yeah i want a different director that won't just point the camera at the rialto theater for every scene that he wants to shoot Mm -hmm. so uh yeah i don't like venom i know uh, a lot of people found found joy in it but for me the negatives outweigh the positives so yeah you need need a boyfriend venom that's all you need uh, (laughs) yeah like when you said you know the sequel was confirmed and that was kind of a little bit of the headlining news this week this is kind of what we have the run with i was just like Oh, I don't like Venom. <laughs> right. And and it's totally and that's totally fine not to like it, but if they are able to maybe take some feedback from it and and grow, I'll give them a chance. Because it would be nice. It's been a while since I've seen a movie that's improved in the sequel, like where they've been able to polish it and make it fun and awesome. So, yeah, I'm I hope that I hope they do it, but yeah. I I feel like I'm just uh I'm just getting my hopes up, man. Well, I mean, like I said, to me, Infinity War is the best version of a sequel in culmination. So maybe I've seen some good stuff come out of sequels lately. Um, Actually, I just noticed going back to all our old episodes, we did a review for the first Ant-Man. And I'm like, I don't remember what the hell we said about the first (laughs) Ant-Man. And then we also last year did Ant-Man and the Wasp. So I'm like, I kind of remember about that one, but I don't remember what we talked about in the first one. So... I may go back and be like, what did we think of Ant-Man, Mike? <laughs> How did that compare to our second viewing, on or the second sequel? So, mm-hmm. Woody Harrelson's Carnage is expected to return as a villain. Hopefully he does not look like Sideshow Bob again <laughs> in the end of it. Yeah, the movie's going to open with him like shaving his head. Yeah, getting out of prison someday. I, I don't know what's going to happen. But, so, there's an idea that Venom could be a possible R rating because of Carnage and the, the violence. But I looked into this a little bit today. China has a very extreme process for allowing R-rated movies into their theaters. Mm-hmm. They do like three a year. And um, as as the PG-13 success of Venom and this weird, stupid advertising over there, and however that worked in its favor, mm-hmm. I think they'll just continue the same advertising and, and try to hit that same market yet again. Because Oh, yeah. You got a point. This movie almost made like a billion dollars on, on accident. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> whoops a billion dollars yeah and that little animated venom boyfriend thing is just so goofy and like that's not anything to do with the movie at all I'm, i don't know yeah. how it worked i don't know how they made it work 
So, anyway, Venom 2 all but confirmed at this point. Aquaman has passed over $1 billion worldwide. Mm-hmm. Uh, 72% of that is international, uh, but it is now higher than The Dark Knight and uh, any other DC movie so far. So, uh, Aquaman, it's it's making a splash around the world, if you will. It's It's got to be from Pitbull's excellent cover oh, of Africa by Toto. That popped up the other day. Me and my wife were talking about that in the car. I was just like, the single worst offense that that Aquaman movie made, which was a decent movie. I had fun watching it, was that Pitbull soundtrack. Oh, the, God. All the music was so on the oh, goddamn nose. So bad. Fire whoever made those decisions when you make that sequel, please. I I was talking to Mike this week. I said, I need a soundtrack for a superhero movie that's as good as Guardians 1 and 2 again. Like, I am tired mm. of waiting for a new soundtrack that's as good. And you're like, hey, listen to the Aquaman soundtrack. And I, like, <laughs> wanted to come through my phone after you so fast because of that. So, um, what was funny was, the, like, I don't know, like, four days before I saw Aquaman, I heard that Pitbull thing on the radio, on the Pitbull station on XM as I was passing through. I'm like, what the hell is this? And I've been ripping on it for like three days, and then it showed up in the movie, and my wife You're just like, turned no! to me and laughed hysterically because I was like, I was so against it. So, Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, well. In terms of DC, Birds of Prey, the movie has, will start filming this week, so we may be seeing some more of the costume designs mm-hmm. uh, of the characters and the return of Margot Robbie as uh, Harley Quinn yet again. Leak, leaked set shots. I love leaked set shots from any movie out there because I always like this. I always like to imagine what it's like in the head of the photographer. He's like he's got his like twenty thousand dollar telescope lens, and he's like propped up inside somebody's like condo. It's like, oh, can I hop in real quick so I can take a picture of this set down here in Van? <laughs> Vancouver or wherever they're filming so that's always fun because you're always seeing things that maybe you're not supposed to see but from just really awful angles like if you want to see like a top-down shot of like Margot Robbie's shoulder or something like that in her costume look for set photos but I always find it fun trying to analyze that stuff um well I think um it's it's not fun but but it's uh is the um we we haven't talked about the um no one's talked about the Captain Marvel green suit in a long time since oh, yeah, the early the, set photos. The baggy suit. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, oh, these set photos suck. The green suit sucks. But like, once they showed actual her in it in the footage, no one has said a bad thing since then. So I'm mm-hmm. like, like yeah, set photos can go either way. And then it just it makes for, it makes for a fun couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, you can rip on something. Like I remember so vividly hating the Black Panther suit for his bagginess <laughs> and that all the actions of. And then we saw Civil War. I'm like, damn, how wrong were we? <laughs> How wrong were we? Star Trek Four has uh, been uh, shelved uh, at Paramount, so we will not see the adventures of Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth as the the Kirks doing their. Wow, thing. they finally shut it. I mean that uh, the third film uh, they said was uh, you know was kind of like a turnaround. People really liked it. I maybe they're just gonna double all of the Star Trek efforts just on the CBS shows. I know there's totally different productions and everything. Or maybe they're going to try to reboot it. I don't, I don't know what they're doing. I've always had a feeling that like Apple's going to come in and buy Paramount at some point in time and like uh, snap up some of those properties. Because, like we talked about at the very top of the show, um, 
um, uh, CES happened uh, uh, just a week ago, and the big news, surprisingly, was iTunes is now going to be like on Roku's and like smart TVs and stuff like that. You're not going to be locked mm. into a, an Apple TV anymore. You're just going to be able to pop open your Roku and go to the iTunes app, which is really crazy. Uh, you know, people were saying they're trying to imagine like Johnny Ive, the master designer at Apple, holding a Roku remote going, oh, I got to design something <laughs> for this Roku machine in front of me. Well, um, but that, yeah, that, that's all in effect because iTunes, Apple is launching their streaming service this year and they might need content. So maybe they'll buy Paramount and, they'll, and then maybe they'll make brand new Star Trek stuff. Yeah. So, um, yes, hopefully I mean, we talked about CS at the start of the show. I mean, Air, AirPlay and iTunes are going to be on every t- big TV coming out this year and last year. Mm-hmm. And after they announced that, someone, I think some big investors like Roku is like a dead product now. And I was like, damn. Like, nah, I don't think they're dead. I don't think it's dead either, but I think they need to shift their uh, model around because the president says like they don't make any money off anything. Like they're breaking even every year on the Rokus. But either way, I, I think it's interesting. Um, I... I I did enjoy Star Trek 3. I did not enjoy In the Darkness, even with Benedict Cumberbatch. So I was hoping for 4 would be fun, but um, we'll see. I guess we'll never, we'll never see that Tarantino that Star one, Trek film. That one is unknown. That that has not been shelved yet. So we may see that one next, which... At the, at, the very, at the very least, I know Tarantino hates when this happens, but it would be cool to see that script leak. It'd be, fun, it'd be funny to see what his vision of Star Trek is. I, I would like to... I mean, Star Trek Discovery is doing amazing on CBS uh, All Access. Mm-hmm. And all the, like the little shorts they've been doing for it, so like people are eating that up. I think, I mean, we don't need another Star Trek reboot, but like we don't need a fourth movie with the same characters if they wanted to go a different direction at all. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'd be okay with that, but I'm not a Trekkie, so hold that against me. Uh, that's the show for the week, Mike. That's all the news we got. We did uh, it. Congratulations. We got through it. Hopefully, this is a good episode for people. I want you guys to enjoy us and send us your Super Bowl recipes at the end. Like again, I'm gonna remind you guys, send us those Super Bowl recipes. Because mm-hmm. I want to know what you got. Uh, if people want to know what you're up to during the week, Mike, and and all that fun stuff, where can they find you? At? Well, as always, you can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, people want to catch up with you, see what you're doing out there in the world. You just got like a brand new um, little. I don't know what you, it's like a little photo tent, thing like a light box. Your, yeah, you got like a light box. You're taking like professional high quality photos of your Funko Pops. People want to find those. Where can they find that? You can find me on Instagram for that first at Valdan87. And I think I don't think I they shared a Twitter right now. I need to fix my Instagram. They updated it this week and like all my stuff disconnected, so I'm not very happy about this. Well, if you push your Instagram stuff to Twitter, it's just gonna be a normal text link. No one's gonna see the photo. Well, never mind that then. <laughs> uh, but you can also find me on Twitter Valdan V A L D A N. I'm not on there as frequently. But I love the tags from the nerdy news and report or whatever your Twitter is. I'm sorry I don't know that off the top of my head. Uh, but thank you, other Chris. Um, you can also head over to Comic UI and listen to the other show, Filmside Chats. Um, but I'm very excited about Superhero Slate being on Spotify. So find us there. I'm very, I'm so excited. I've been using Spotify for years. The first time I paid for Spotify, 2013, when I went to California to visit you, Mike. We oh, drove from LA to San me- Francisco and we bought memories. Spotify to download it to our phones, if you remember this or not. But, um, definitely have had Spotify, been paying for it ever since then, due to Mike. Okay. So I'm Worth it. For this. <laughs> uh, if people want to know more 
about superheroes. So tell them all the new places they can download us and uh, listen to here us. Here we at. go. We are going to have some new. We're going to have some new reads in this last little segment. So let's kick it off. As always, please visit superheroslate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our show and to get our awesome show notes. So we actually talked about a lot this episode. A lot of little things that we ran through. So if you missed anything, if you want to Google anything, if you want to get some links to that Captain uh, Marvel exclusive look teaser trailer, I don't know what they're calling them now, but we got that all in the show notes. And uh, the best thing I love about our website is there's no ads on it. There's no pop-ups. There's no nothing. If you want to know when a movie's coming out, we got an upcoming releases page. So all you got to do is drop in on the website, and it's just going to be an excellent viewing experience. Um, But as always, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. I'll have to figure out the best order for that for me to uh, get it out there with my tongue next week. Uh, You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We love hearing from you, everybody. So uh, reach out to us on Twitter, uh, in in the YouTube comments. You can even send us an email if you want. We love hearing from you. You can can tag the Superhero Slate Twitter account if you want. You can tag us directly on Twitter. Uh, Yeah, I love chatting with you guys. Um, uh, Game of Thrones is coming out soon. Uh, True Detective, we had some people reach out over the weekend. Uh, So some nerdy stuff is really starting to swell up out there soon. So we love hearing from you. And if you're a super fan, we love our super fans. If you want to be one, Mm -hmm. all you got to do is share the show with a friend, share the show with a buddy, and we will be here every week. That's right, every week, including next week. And whatever other week we got. Um, did yeah. I tell you I'm going to go see Glass this weekend? I'm going to go see Glass. Oh. Don't tell me anything about it. I'm going in blind as I can. So. Oh, you haven't? Have you? I know some of the reviews have been kind of leaking, and unfortunately I have seen them. Uh, uh, so I wasn't sure if you had seen them or not. Uh, I, I've, I've seen titles and headlines of articles, but I've not actually mm-hmm. read anything. So I'm going to try to go in as open as I can to this. So, um, All right. But I'm going to go see that this weekend. But uh, if anyone else has anything, send us an email or tag us, and we'll catch you guys next week. All right. Adios, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Because we don't care about sports. We care about what food you're having at your sporting events.